Hi, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This week, I thought I'd talk about the label unschooling. What does it exactly mean? And are there such people as unschooling experts? And if you unschool um, more than education so, so that it spills over into every aspect of your life and you are labelled a radical unschooler, can you still use a chore roster? I hope that you find uh, these topics interesting because I've been pondering them this week after I wrote a blog post called Are You a Proper Unschooler? Now, I read that maybe a week ago, and it has had an awful lot of page views. It shot into my most popular post um, list, list of most popular posts ever after only a few days. It got shared quite a few times on Facebook, and um, I was really quite surprised. I actually scheduled it to be posted while I was away on holiday at the beginning of last week, and when I came home on the Wednesday evening, uh, the post had been um, up about, or I didn't know, about 12 hours, and it had about 20 page views, and I thought to myself, oh well, that's just one of my blog posts that was a bit of a failure. Um, No one was interested in that topic. Then I realized I hadn't actually shared that post anywhere. I hadn't um, put a link up on Facebook or shared it on Google+. So I did. And the next day, I realized that other people were sharing it, that they were interested in that particular topic. So um, perhaps I started off that blog post talking about the label unschooling. A lot of people don't want to label themselves as unschoolers and I was beginning to wonder why. Why don't we want to come out and say I am an unschooler? And I think the reason we don't want to do that is because there are unschoolers who will tell you that you're not really an unschooler. You're not doing it properly. Well that's what I thought when I wrote the post and I thought well perhaps I've got this wrong. But from uh, reading the comments on Facebook I can see that there are a lot of people who feel the same way, that they have been told that they're not really unschooling properly, that something about what they're doing is wrong. So this led me to think, are there such people as unschooling experts? They consider themselves uh, to know how to unschool better than anybody else. And I thought, well, how do you become an expert? Well, you can become an expert through experience. And you can become expert, I guess, from studying. Well, I don't actually know of any unschooling courses that you can do to get a qualification to make you an unschooling expert. So I guess unschooling uh, experts uh, rely on their experience. And uh, it is true that the more experience you have, the more you understand But what do unschoolers have experience with? They have experience with their own families. And I think that we could say that an an unschooler who has been unschooling a long time and feels very comfortable doing so is an expert with their own family. Not my family or someone else's family, their own family. But that doesn't mean that they haven't got a lot to share because they have uh, worked out Um, a lot of the principles of unschooling, how they can be applied in family life to particular children. And yes, I think that uh, experienced unschoolers have an awful lot to share, but it doesn't necessarily mean that what they say will uh, apply directly to your own family. So there 
I don't really believe that there is such a thing as an unschooling expert. So what does unschooling mean? Well, I, a lot of people who can't even agree on what unschooling means. There, You go looking on the internet and find uh, some definitions, but everybody has a little bit of a different idea. So I will tell you what I think unschooling means to me and my family which may be different to what you think, but this is what, how I think about it. I think that when our children are born and they're very little and we watch them grow and develop through the baby years and into toddlerhood and then into the preschool years and they have no trouble learning whatsoever. We're, we're there every step of the way with them, encouraging them, holding their hands, finding things in the environment to stimulate them, encouraging them along smiling when they reach a milestone, clapping, um, really taking joy in their learning. And they enjoy learning too. I can remember buying all sorts of toys, making funny faces, singing songs, taking my children out places to give them new experiences, uh, taking them swimming, showing them flowers. Uh, yeah, enriching their environments. And they learnt People say that the children learn an awful lot during those years. And I'm not really surprised because they're eager to learn and we're eager to help them, encourage them. And then we get to the school years and a lot of people then send their children to school and learning becomes totally different. And even if they're kept home as homeschoolers, uh, a milestone has been reached. Uh, mothers then stop, start to think about what the next stage is. Do we buy these workbooks? Do we start using this program? Learning becomes more serious. And I wonder if it does have to be that way. Won't children keep on learning whatever they need to know? We keep on stimulating them through an enriched environment, keep taking them places, keep showing them the world, keep encouraging them along, holding their hands when they need to. Yeah, I think that uh, children will continue learning. And this is what I believe unschooling is all about. We started unschooling with our first child and the reason I wanted to unschool was I wanted her to have a great love of learning and I think this is the key thing with unschooling is our children are keen to learn. We don't have to push them along. Children who have been to school, I went to school, you get to the point where you don't want to learn anymore. Um, it's not much fun. But children who are left to them, well not left to themselves, but are allowed to be themselves. Yes, I think they enjoy learning. I, When we first started unschooling, I had didn't really understand the process very well. I did a bit of reading and it seemed to me people were saying that if you want to unschool, you have to. A mother has to step back and give her child space, and she can't have much involvement with that learning process. She's got to keep her distance, let a child flourish on their own, and that's what led me into trouble at the beginning. Because uh, after a while, I begin to wonder: Well, how will my children ever know about Shakespeare if I don't actually show them? Um, how can I? I want to share this poem with them, but I'm not allowed to because that would be interfering with my child's education and that's not unschooling. Various other things like that. 
I just was itching to share with them and I felt that unschooling, that wasn't uh, what unschoolers did, which is totally wrong. And it took me a number of years to come back to the idea of unschooling. And actually we were unschooling without even realizing it because I still had the wrong idea of what it was all about. These days I feel that I need to be actively involved in my children's everyday lives not imposing myself upon them, but be willing to share with them anything that I find of interest. They have the right um, to reject what I um, present to them. If they don't want, like Shakespeare, well, that's fine. Um, they all do actually like Shakespeare very much, and I haven't actually found much that they won't take a look at. But the other thing I found out about unschooling is that I think that we have to be a good example to our children, whether we are in the educational field or whether it's for virtues, our beliefs, whatever, exercise, that we need to show our children that what we would like them to learn is valuable by actually doing it ourselves. If we don't want to do it, then it's obviously not valuable enough. We can't go and say... I want you to go and exercise or I would like you to be kind or I would like you to help with the chores if we're not uh, willing to do it ourselves. And we can't say go and learn this or go and learn that unless of course we're willing to learn as well because a learning isn't just something for school-aged children. It's for everybody. And we're going to be learning until the day we die. And I think that's the big thing about unschooling. And I know I haven't explained all aspects of what I believe unschooling to be. Um, it's all about uh, respecting our children's choices in learning, trusting that they will learn everything that they need to know at a time um, in their own time that we don't have to force learning upon them and make them learn. They will get there by themselves. And also respecting their choices in learning, that uh, we're all very, very different. We have very different talents. And we should respect our children's interests. Now, there's a lot, so many things I could say about this subject. And on a podcast, I know I haven't got it all uh, concisely in order. But I wrote a blog post called um, What I Think Unschooling is All About. And perhaps if you'd like to know more, you could go to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, and find that blog post. I'll probably put it in the program notes anyway. And when I start, we started unschooling as far as um, my blog goes, when I started blogging about unschooling a few years ago, if you read back through my posts, you'll see that we unschooling really uh, was confined to the educational aspects of my children's lives. And there are a number of unschoolers who only unschool in terms of education it doesn't spill over into all aspects of their lives and this is this is acceptable um, if you apply the unschooling principles to everything in your lives then we get into another label which is radical unschooling I think the label radical unschooling leads us into a whole new area of conflict between unschoolers are you a radical unschooler or not? I don't think that it's necessary that we all are radical unschoolers, 
But to be told that you're not unschooling properly is one thing. To be told you are not a radical unschooler is another one. And at one time, I would have said, no, we're not radical unschoolers at all. I'm quite happy just being an unschooler as far as education goes. And even then, I wasn't willing to unschool maths. We started off and I felt that this was a topic or a subject that couldn't be unschooled or be left to my children. I couldn't trust them to learn that by themselves. I have since changed my mind about that. And I feel that we unschool all subjects fully. But how about um, radical unschooling? As the years have gone by and I've got a better understanding of what unschooling is all about, about how it's sharing with our children, encouraging them, being a good example to them, it's sort of uh, spilled over into everything that we do. Some time ago, maybe a bit over a year ago, I wrote a blog post called Getting Kids to Help with the Chores or something along those lines. And obviously, the subject of chores is of great interest because that blog post um, is the most popular blog post I've ever written. Again, it got shared on Facebook. Um, I don't think that a lot of people who read that blog post necessarily agreed with what I said in the blog post. There was a lot of discussion about it. And the idea in the post is very simple. And people thought, oh no, that won't work. That's just too simple. So what did I say? I said that if we want children to be helpful, to do chores, to be considerate of others in the family. We have to do it ourselves. It starts with us. So if I want my children to help me clean the house, I have to help them. If I want them to help me, I have to help them. And uh, I realized, looking back, that so many times I don't help my children. I say things like, well, I used to say, when they asked for help, in a minute, in a minute, and I always put it off, and I never actually did what they would like me to do, or I thought, I already do enough, I'm not going to do that for my child, because that's um, uh, more than I have the energy for, I've already done so much for my children, it's time they did something, and then I stopped doing that, and I, every time they asked for my help, I would put down whatever I was doing, and I would help them. And it didn't take very long to for the reverse to happen. I would ask my children, could you help me do this or that or the other? And they would put down whatever they were doing, and they would help me willingly. And not only willingly, they would always say, I really enjoy helping you. How can I help you, Mum? And I think that's a big thing in getting children to willingly participate in the chores of a house of the household is to be willing to help them and not only willing but to show them that we really do enjoy helping them and so I wrote that blog post and I guess from there onwards I started to think about radical unschooling in greater detail and I realized that yes we were changing as a family unschooling was spilling over into other aspects of our lives. Now, if you go hunting around the, the internet for information on radical unschooling, it won't take you long to find out that there seems to be a number of rules that you have to 
fulfill if you want to be thought of as a radical unschooler. Now, rules, uh, I was talking about this in my proper unschooling post. There is no such thing as a rule to be an unschooler or a radical unschooler. The whole thing is based on principles, principles we all share, but how, how those principles are lived out in every family can be different. But it doesn't always appear that way when you're reading the internet. It can appear that there are rules that you have to fulfill if you would like the label unschooler or radical unschooler. Well, first of all, if you want to be a radical unschooler, you have your children have no set bedtimes. That's a big one. And they have uh, they can eat whatever they like and they don't have to do the chores. Yeah, that's what it can seem like. But is that really true? Well, I guess if we are applying the principles of being considerate and being kind, then um, a mother is quite in her right to talk with her children about the fact she is not going to cook a separate meal for every person in the family. If everybody is living by the principle of being considerate, children will agree that that is... um, that's not going to happen and that we can find a workable solution where we can all be considerate but we can also get our needs seen to. The same thing with bedtime. Children can be trusted, I think, to set their own bedtime and we can't force children to sleep. They know how many hours sleep they need and it won't take very long for a child who stays up to midnight but then has to get up at six in the morning Uh, so they're ready to go out for some particular outing or lessons or whatever, to realize that they, they can't stay up that late and still function the next day. Maybe little children need a little bit of guidance in that, but older ones certainly. My older ones stay up too late and they're tired the next morning, they realize the mistake they've made, and they adjust their sleeping. But what happens in a family where everybody does get up early in the morning like ours? My husband goes out to work at quarter to six in the morning. The house wakes up early. We can't really afford to stay up to one o'clock in the morning uh, and still wake up when the household gets busy. And so our family has adjusted. It is a bit inconsiderate, I think, for for children to stay up and make a lot of noise when fathers need to get into bed. So we've all adjusted our sleeping habits to coincide with each other. And I think that works really well for us. So on the surface, it doesn't look like my children are radical unschoolers because they have reasonable bedtimes. But the thing is, they do choose those bedtimes. They consider it and they fit in with the rest of the family. And then the third one is chores. Now... (laughs) Do are we radical unschoolers? Well, a few people did when I wrote that chore uh, post more than a year ago. I came and said, oh, we don't have a chore roster either. And I sort of ignored it because I thought, well, we do have a chore roster. But I wrote the post and I believe what I wrote in the post. And I've been thinking about it. And I'm thinking, can we have a chore roster and still be radical unschoolers? So I've been thinking about this, and I don't think the, it, the roster is any problem. Adults use rosters all the time. Uh, my children and my husband, Andy, are on a reading roster for the church. They read a certain number of times a month or in the six-month period, and they know when they're going to read. The other readers know, and if somebody can't read, they do a swap, or they help each other out. That's a roster in an adult situation. Another one is the psalm roster. Imogen and Callum sing the psalm on Sundays. 
uh, roughly once a month each. They're on a roster. Again, if they can't sing on their designated Sunday, they arrange someone else to do it. But they got on that roster because they volunteered. They wanted to do it. And it seems a sensible way to spread the workload and also the pleasure of reading and singing between a number of people. Everybody knows what they're doing and they can plan around it. So I don't think the problem is rosters. Rosters uh, belong to the adult world and they're useful. But the true roster in a household, in a family. I think that the problem is that most people use chore rosters to get their children to work. The mother draws them up and hands out the jobs evenly between the children and then expects the child to do it. And sometimes children rebel and say, well, I don't want to do that, and they're pressured to do it. It's the rule of the household that the child has to do their jobs on the roster. And I know all about that because that's what we used to do when our children were little. Yes, I used to tick it all off. Have you done your jobs on the roster? And if they hadn't, then we found some consequence of why what would happen and um, yes I even wrote an article once about if my children haven't done the jobs on their roster they can't have their morning tea until they have gone back and done them I think this sounds really cruel and really terrible looking back and I think I really shouldn't put things in writing because people are going to read them later on and I'm going to uh, blush a bit and say well you know I didn't know much when I was younger did I I really don't believe in that now but there it is stuck there in black and white for people to read and you probably find that somewhere on the internet if you go looking, but it's not me now. Um, I don't think that we can force children to, to do chores. We don't have children so that they can, so they can do our jobs for us. This doesn't mean that I don't believe that children shouldn't do work, but I believe the, motiv- mot- the motivation for doing those jobs should come from the child, that they should want to do be part of the household, part of the family team, that they should want to give freely of their time and their efforts to help the family, to see the value in doing that, not to be made to do it and then to face the consequences because that just turns into a big battle. So we have a roster, yes. Who wrote the roster? My children wrote the roster. They decided what they would want to do. Did they want the roster? I think they did. And does it work? It does. So Imogen wrote up the roster. She got together with all the other kids. Maybe, well, the, the current roster I think is a little bit out of date, but with they sort of use it still. It's uh, helpful enough. And she got together one day and they all worked out exactly what they felt was um, a roster that would satisfy everybody. Now, I have jobs as well and so does my husband, but they didn't put those on. We, we, uh, they know that we do those jobs. So they didn't include those in the roster jobs. And it's been working fine. But one day I was thinking about uh, radical unschooling and were we radical unschoolers? And what if somebody came along and said, yes, I can see that you're unschooling, but you're not radical unschoolers. You can't have that label. And I thought, well, perhaps I ought to get rid of the chore roster, get rid of it quick before someone discovers it. And then I can be a real radical unschooler. Perhaps they know something better than us. Perhaps uh, if I do get rid of the chore roster, we'll find benefits that we didn't expect to get from it because, of course, I don't know everything and these radical unschoolers obviously know better than me and so I'll get rid of the chore roster. So one day I came in and I took the chore roster off the fridge and I screwed it up, threw it away and I said to the kids, well, we're not having a roster anymore and they just looked at me and they were so shocked. They thought, why? Why, Mum, what's wrong with the chore roster? And I 
search for a reason. I said, well, I think a chore roster doesn't encourage you to do more than your share. You do your jobs on the roster and they're done and then you go off and that's all you're willing to give. Um, I would rather you just came along and had a look around and thought, oh, well, that job needs doing. I'm willing to do it and help each other. And they looked at me and they said, Mom, we already do that. They explained that, yes, the roster is there. There's a number of jobs on it. But quite often, the wrong person does the jobs. They'll do each other's jobs. They go and help each other out. If somebody isn't home, their jobs get taken over by the others in the family. They, um, they don't stick to their own jobs. They're already doing what I, what I wanted them to do. And I, I suppose I hadn't actually seen it. Well, I, actually, I don't think I look very carefully because I was actually doing the same thing. So when I think I get up in the morning and I do my jobs, and one of those on my imaginary roster is vacuuming the bathroom and my bedroom and the hallways and the, the living room. And quite often I'll keep on going, well most every time I do, I'll go on and I'll vacuum out the kitchen while I've got the vacuum cleaner out and I'll go down the hall and I'll go into the family room. But that's somebody else's job on the roster. And they'll always come in and say, well thank you for doing my job mom." And I'll say, that's fine, I enjoy doing it for you. And so I've been doing it as well. We all hadn't sat down and actually thought about what we were doing. So um, I still threw the roster away. <laughs> I thought, you can't be a radical in school and the rest of well, what will people think? And a couple of weeks went by and the job seemed to be getting done just the same as ever. And nothing much had changed. We just, uh, everyone was considerate and helpful. And I thought, look, we didn't need that roster. Uh, this is working perfectly. One day I found the roster in the cupboard. And somebody had uh, taken it and unscrewed it and put it in the cupboard. And I said to them, well, I just found the roster. Well, what's the roster doing in the cupboard? And they said, Mom, we need the roster to check off. We've done everything in the day, uh, in the morning before we you know, get on to other things. Uh, we want to know that we've done everything because we like a clean and tidy house and we can't always remember what needs doing. But if we've got the roster there, it helps us to remember that, yes, we need to get empty uh, the garbage bins on Monday because uh, the collector comes that... Uh, just sort of like a checklist make sure somebody has done um between us we've done all the jobs so i put the roster back on the fridge and i thought yeah we'll be radical unschoolers with the roster i don't think the problem at all is with the roster it's with the attitude that you use the roster with um my children have very good attitude they're very considerate they want to help each other the roster is just a, a, a chore list things that we want to get done in the day and I've also uh, read on various people's um, sites on the internet about a, a, a chore should be long to the person who feels it's the problem. If you want someone doesn't like a messy room, it should be them that goes and cleans it up. Well, I think that has its um, positive points. But in my our house, we all sat down and agreed we all like living in a clean house. We want things to be organized. It's a unanimous decision. We're a team. We will work out how to keep our house in a comfortable but fairly clean uh, condition so that we can all get on and do the more important things of life. And so that's what we've been doing. So there's my story about a radical roster. Um, are we radical 
unschoolers. I don't know. I don't think it really matters because I think in the end, unschooling is all about our children. It's not about competing with each other to get a more unschooly label or to be a radical unschooler, to be known as an expert. That might um, bring pleasure to some unschooling mothers. I don't think that's important at all. As long as we're doing what we feel our children need, helping them in whatever way, bringing our children up to be the people that they're meant to be, then what does it matter about our label? The only label, reason I can see for a label is so we can find each other because sometimes it is nice to talk unschooling, talk radical unschooling even, but not as competitors, not so that we can criticize each other and put each other down, but so that we can discuss the unschooling philosophy, which is a wonderful philosophy. And I think in a way it is endless. It's very deep as we apply it to our lives. I can see that I'm learning more and more about it, even though I've been homeschooling for 22 years, that unschooling is such a deep philosophy. And I think, why? And I think, well, it's life, isn't it? It's our children and life and life has so much to teach us. Um, And that's what I believe unschooling is about. It's our lives. Well, I probably rambled a lot today about these topics. I hope that's all right. And I did promise to talk about my radical uh, roster, so I hope that story um, is okay. I'd just like to thank you for listening to my podcast, and hopefully I'll do another one for next week. Thank you.